when I got smart and sold my primary residence to start investing in investments that actually made sense, woo, I needed a place to diversify quickly as opposed to some money market or some high reward checking account. Let's face it, turnkey rentals are cool and syndications are great, but they don't come around often. I stumbled upon the American Homeowner Preservation Fund. The owner, George Newmary, once apartment syndicator too, is now sponsoring the podcast. His fund cuts the middlemen out to crowdfund the solution to the mortgage crisis in America. They are empowering you to fund the purchase of distressed mortgages and earn returns that smoke any other passive fund. If you find something else better out there, let me know. Oh yeah, they work with families to keep them in their home after buying the underwater note at a huge discount. It's an opportunity to make an impact on families and communities while earning returns. Start investing with as little as 100 bucks in investinahp.com. If you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. Aloha, welcome to the year 2020. On today's edition, you guys are going to be listening in on a recent goals webinar that unless you're not part of the Huido Pipeline Club, you don't get emails like this for invites out to these special virtual meetings that I have from time to time. I've been doing this goals meeting for the past few years, and uh, this is the 2020 version of it. If you guys are struggling to find a CPA or if your current one looks at you cross-eyed when you tell them you're trying to save taxes and they say something lame like invest in your 401k or Roth IRA, you probably need a new CPA. And if you guys need a referral, shoot me an email at at Simple Passive Cashflow. Let me know what you're working with. That way I don't send you to the wrong one. Again, you guys can check this out on the YouTube channel, Simple Passive Cashflow's YouTube channel. And we're doing a little drawing in the YouTube channel where you guys subscribe. And once a quarter, we'll try to pick a winner from there and we'll give them a prize. What's up, Simple Passive Cashflow listeners? Want to announce the first multi-day Hui Mastermind in Hawaii. We'll be holding it on my island of Oahu. That's where Honolulu is on President's Day 2020. And that's February 14th to 17th. And a reminder, Valentine's Day is the 14th, but uh, we'll keep that evening free if uh, families and couples want to come on down for that. We're actually encouraging spouses and families to come down um, because that's part of the whole experience, getting to know other families and um, getting to know other human members. It's going to be a big part of this. Um, So what to expect? Structured networking and masterminding with existing Hui investors and other affluent investors. Um, We're going to create the time and the environment to build real relationships that you can take forward forever. And uh, for you A students out there, we'll even be doing a full day of networking and mastermind and education. So once again, bring your families. Uh, We're going to have optional excursions such as luau, happy hours, dinners, and some other activities um, to be able to have fun in the sun. And, um, you know, space is extremely limited because my vision is to kind of create this as a more of an intimate environment where uh, we're all one big little mohana here. Um, So come and combine business and pleasure in a little tax write-off. Hopefully you can get that write-off in before the 2019 ends. Those signing up now will be able to get a free one-on-one strategy session that if you want to stick around till Tuesday, we can knock that out. Or if you're leaving early, we can try and get that done throughout the weekend. But um, hope to see you out in Hawaii. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash hui3. And we'll see you guys here.
All right, so this is the 2020 launch for goals. If you guys go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash 2020-launch, you'll get access to the cheat sheet here. On the top are the important links that you want to get your hands on. So this first one is an edible worksheet to follow along link. So what this is, is I'm going to guide you through some questions to go through. And this is just make it easier. And I was hoping to create some kind of environment where people peek over what other people are doing and they get some good ideas. And then the other downloadable here is the little cheat sheet for how to creating an action board for yourself. But if you're a visual person, and it does show that if you put up pictures of what you want to achieve, you see it from time to time, you're just kind of reminded of your goals. I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, law of attraction, partly because if the law of attraction is true, the opposite should be true. So if you think of something really bad, shouldn't that happen too? So you guys can follow along here. I've got the slide deck here. So I asked this question in the We Facebook club and a couple other groups that I have online. And if you guys aren't in this group, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash club and then um, join the club there. And then you guys should get access to the private Facebook group. But the question I asked was, out of these three things, what is getting in your way of achieving your goals? Because all your failure of not achieving what you want is contributed to attention, focus, or time, or not having enough energy. So I kind of pulled that out there in a little informal poll. And the big ones that came up a lot, I think, was time. And then second, attention and focus. Energy didn't seem to be a big thing. Me personally, I think after quitting my job, I got all day, all time in the world. That's why I didn't check that box for that one. For me, it was just attention and focus. So if it is attention and focus, then let's actually set the attention and focus right now. If not, we're just doing whatever throughout the whole year. So here are some things I'm going to ask you guys to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. We're going to utilize the breakout rooms in this, and we are going to ask you guys to get a pen and paper out or your mobile device and write some notes down. And just to kick things off, here's some things that I trying to get done in 2018. I was trying to get some assistance. So I have to work 12 hour days, seven days a week. And currently that's in progress right now. I try to get a new book done and that was done. Um, try to get a smaller core inner circle who we master my members and getting there and trying to get to 11% body fat, but that went the opposite way. So yeah, acknowledge that failure right there. And if you're not hitting your goals, you need to do something else. Like sometimes what I'll do is I'll have a project that's not getting done for like two or three weeks, like recording all these videos that's going in the e-course is really hard. And if I don't get it done, I'm going to wake up super early one morning. It's sort of a penalty to myself. So that's like just another example for the physical fitness one. If I'm not losing the weight or I'm not on the track, I'm going to add another day of going to the gym. I was always frustrated by the numerous investing education programs out there who gouge their investors, charging them. 5000 10000 25 even $40,000. I don't know about you, but I thought it was completely wrong when they tricked people, actually had them call their credit card providers to get a credit line increase to pay for the program. Many of these people could not afford these expensive coaching options and should have used it as a down payment for their first investment. If someone only had twenty grand, they should use that to buy a rental to get started. Let me make one thing clear. Our mastermind is not for you if you're broke. It's a cost-effective way to mitigate mistakes when building your portfolio. People in this group are going to be a pre-selected population of professionals and high net worth individuals. You'll be a good in company. That is after you apply and get in at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey.
And yeah, if you're lonely and struggle to find motivated friends who want to do more than sit at their W-2 jobs, collecting a paycheck, then go home and watch Netflix all day because all they can afford is $8.99 a month on their digital entertainment budget, then this is a place for you too. SimplePassiveCashflow.com backslash journey to learn more. So at this point, I want you guys to write down five things you accomplished this past year. So if you're just sitting there not doing anything, you need to get a pen and paper out and play full out. And just this is not going to take very long. Just probably we'll probably rush through this in about 20, 30 minutes. And if you guys are watching this on the replay, you guys can you know skip forward to the pauses. But we are going to roll through this quickly so that you guys can get off on your merry way. But if we're doing this for real, I probably leave a lot more time for you guys to write out your thoughts. So stop where you're at and move around. Do some jumping jacks, some squats, some push-ups. And if you're not doing anything, maybe you should uh, consider what's your what's going on. I mean, are you too cool for school or what? Did you get everything done last year? Well, if not, you better get down and give me 10 because you need to get yourself moving and the whole point of this is to get yourself in a better state because if we're going to kind of create the intentions for the year might as well do it from a place of abundant and in a good mood so if you're not a moving around person and you're immobile well think of something that you made you laugh or made you smile or just freaking smile fake smile if you can, that works too. And I'll preface it like the next 20, 30 minutes of saying like some of what I'll be presenting may seem like you already know this. Some will seem a little bit out there. I won't ask you guys to jump around again. We're done with that. And some will seem totally off the wall. And that's where I'm going to challenge you to get really curious. I'm going to end this goal setting activity with a bunch of tips that hopefully you haven't seen before. But if you have, take a chance, take it as an opportunity to reevaluate some new strategies around. So again, go back to the five things that you accomplished this past year and write some more and reflecting on what they were and celebrating the wins for this past year because it's not like you didn't do anything 365 days i forgot what that song was in rent but 5100 if you guys seen that play you probably sing it in your head and it probably ruined your evening but the reason why we're doing this is at some point in this year you're going to lose momentum for some of you guys it'll be tomorrow afternoon for others it might be in the first quarter, second quarter, or even in December. But I know for sure you're not going to be at 100% all the time. So you want to refuse this as a little list of being like, oh, look at that, that stuff I did last year. I've accomplished a lot. And hopefully that gets you out of your rut. So out of those, circle or add three things that were impossible from that list. You know, what were the three big ones? And maybe make a side note. What did you do to make those things possible? Was it a strategy? Was it a system you put in place? Or was it some kind of internal dialogue that you told yourself? A couple of years ago, I kind of had a better vision of what this Huido Pipeline Club was going to be all about. And over like the last few years, acquired over almost a quarter billion dollars and brought in $24 million from now over 200 investors in our group. I wouldn't have believed I mean, this is a good example of an impossible goal. And what did what did I do to make this possible? I mean, obviously, it's a big goal, a lot of aspects to it. But I think it was just keep working at it every day, strategizing, replanning, and using that strategy. Because if it's worked for you in the past, it can possibly work for you in the future. It's just the way you're wired up. So finish that up. Top three things that you thought were impossible and what were the strategies that it took to happen. So the next step here is to do a smart check. S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So an example of this would be, on the last day of this year, I will be immensely satisfied when I... 
get down to 155 pounds before October 2020, right? It's specific. It's uh, measurable, you know, 155 pounds in there. I don't know if it's quite attainable if you weigh 400 pounds, uh, realistic, and there's a timely thing in there too. So I always talk about the four-legged stool in terms of your life, where one leg is health, the other leg is wealth, relationships and personal stuff, like more spiritual stuff. Take the time now and write like at least one in each of these categories. Other self-help groups, they'll recommend like the, the wheel is what they call it, which has not four legs, but like 16 legs, which I think is just really confusing. And you gotta be careful when you make things really confusing, you end up doing nothing. So I like to keep things simple. Thus, we'll pass the cash flow, right? So I keep it to these four. Another metaphor that I've heard when I was working at my job was certain things are glass balls, certain things are rubber balls, juggling all these balls. And you're always going to be overwhelmed and there's always going to be balls in the air, but there's certain balls, if you drop them, they'll shatter. They won't just bounce. Things like relationships, I think you could probably consider that a glass ball where things in your business, depending on the situation, it could be a little bit more resilient. So I'm going quick here because you guys can watch the replay later again and again. So if this goal does not scare you a bit, it's not high enough. And if you accomplish it, what will it give you? It's good to write why you're doing something. Because again, when the year goes by and your motivation dip, inevitably dips in 30 to 60 days from now, you're going to want to reaffirm why the heck you were doing this in the first place. So once you're done with that, next exercise is kind of on that same line of the why. Is Here's an exercise that I personally do often. I'd say probably you know once or twice a year is in 10 years, I will be immensely satisfied when I, and I fill in the blank, and it could be $25,000 passive a month with still being able to interact with a person a day was something I had written in the past. I've been kind of changing my expectations on like people have been saying like, I want a hundred doors or I want $25,000 passive. I challenge a lot of people in the mastermind where I keep telling them like, that's just a number. Tell us what that will give you, what kind of a lifestyle. So you can get very specific here. In 10 years, I will be immensely satisfied when I wake up when I want to. And that is at 9.43, no one is home. I get to jump in my Maserati and go to not my job, but I'm just going to go to Starbucks to do this stuff. And then I just continue on that sentence, create your lifestyle. And we picked this 10 year time frame because Tony Robbins says, you know, we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And something I've been noticing, I have talks with investors quite often, probably multiple times a day. And a lot of people are new to investing. And there's this concept of pull versus push where the difference is why do people call up this random guy on the internet with this podcast. It's pretty much a personal call with a lot of financial personal information. And most times it's something that's compelled them or pushed them to do it. And that is some kind of unfortunate incident that has happened at their day job. For example, like maybe they got passed over by a promotion or maybe they, maybe they're going to get fired. They had, you know, they got put on probation or maybe they just had their second kid and they just did the math the other day and they realized they're not going to have enough to be able to have the retirement that they want. Or maybe somebody else is driving a nicer car than them and they're pissed. There's something that compels people to get out of their normal set tracks. Unfortunately, this only lasts for about, I'd say about like three to nine months typically. 
and I'll even see it in a lot of highly motivated people. I check back in on random people that I talk to. I know where they're at when they give me a call and I, and I kind of track them. I can do this because I have social media and I can spy on everybody. So what my finding is the people that kind of transcend that three to nine month period are people who find some kind of bigger meaning that pulls them to the next level. It's kind of like getting going from gear one to gear two to gear three to gear four. And that mechanism is your why. Why are you doing this? And I outlined that in my book. Why do I do simple passive cash flow and stay up to three o'clock in the morning? Because I feel like there's a whole bunch of bad financial advice out there that's just robbing people's lives and not only retirements. And I've kind of set out to help people in that facet. So as corny as it sounds, yeah, it's been working. I've been at this for about four years and I haven't missed a week yet on the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to quit double times. And before I quit my day job, I was I went down to like bi-weekly podcasts. So define that why. And I wrote a further article at simplepassivecashflow.com slash goals, which is more of a deep dive into this defining end game that you guys can do on your own time. If you guys come to Hawaii, we're going to be doing this in person. So we're going to skip this networking break here. And we were going to talk to our partner about our goals and vision the partner was going to give us feedback if it was smart. Because something I find is what works well is, you know, share this with your partner, your friend, and have them call you out on it if it's smart. But we don't have time for that today. We need to get moving. The next step in the action plan here is to write down five things you did not accomplish this past year. Now, these things could be you didn't hit your weight loss goals. Yeah, I called myself at it. I got a little slower. Find a new hobby outlet. I didn't do that. I thought I was going to play a new musical instrument or or do something new. I, I don't know. Maybe I just not thinking hard enough, but I, I didn't really do anything like that sort this past year. I normally operate in a frantic mode doing all this stuff and I didn't really improve that. So those are some of my stuff and uh, hopefully that gives you some ideas to call yourself on it. And that just goes to show, right? It's either lack of time, focus, or lack of energy. Those are the three things that this all points down to for failure. Now, more specifically, you know, here are some six common things that get in our way. Number one, we just disconnect from the goal. And maybe it's because of a, a weak why. We were pushed at one point, but then once that push, that quick motivation went away and we got used to the status quo, we weren't able to follow through. Number two here, maybe we found a surrogate for that goal. To accomplish that same why. So example of that would be you wanted to leave your day job because you didn't like your boss, but then your boss left and you're fine now. And actually things improved. Uh, number three, use the wrong strategy. And that's what we're kind of going to work on for the rest of the time here is you know, working on strategy. I'm a big strategy guy as opposed to some of the foo-foo stuff and think about it and it might happen attitude. Number four, you know, you lack the knowledge, resources, or people. And for a lot of people, that's why they join the mastermind to get around the right people because as you know, passive investors, especially accredited investors, or even people $500,000 net worth or higher, it's all in the network and the people that you know and the other people trying to do the same thing. You know, knowledge is found in podcasts and books. At some point, you kind of run the circuit on that. Maybe that was once a barrier for you. On number five, you took the easy way. And maybe number six, it was the whole crabs in a bucket theory where you just had the wrong people around you that weren't growth mindset and kind of pulled you back down. So now look at your goals and at least take one of them now and break down the goal into four chunks. Example of the whole physical fitness here is being broken down. And I like to use physical fitness because it's very logical. 
as opposed to some of these bigger goals, just to outline the procedure. First step would be creating a routine of activity three days a week. Number two, see, this is a defined check-in point. So evaluate process in March 1st. And when you do that, you literally want to write it down or put it on the calendar, whatever you use, and put it in as you evaluate the process and what you've been doing up to that point. And possibly you might have to change to a course correction. Uh, number three part of the strategy here, that's that earlier strategy is not working. Maybe you add a fourth, fifth day of working out. And then the step four here, evaluate progress in June 1st. And at that point, really start to looking at the diet. So take your goals, break it down into four chunks. It may not be the best strategy, but look, better than nothing. At least you have a plan going in. I'm going to go over a variety of different tricks or hacks that you can use to improve your strategy that you have right now. So the first one is the three-person hack. So this involves you getting someone who is five years ahead of you at your level and someone who you can mentor in something that you're working on, which sounds counterintuitive. So the first person that you're kind of looking up to, this person is going to have the lay of land for you and be able to advise you. The person at your level, that's going to be sort of an accountability partner, keep you motivated. And the person under your level, this kind of keeps you up at your level. And some people, they just don't want to let people down. And by teaching other people, you inherently learn a lot. I thought I didn't know much about investing when I started this podcast. I was just going to talk about what the stuff I did, but apparently by talking about it, I, I kind of got a pretty good understanding and a good way to communicate different concepts. So that's just a prime example of that. The next tip here that you can sort of employ is this concept of the four levels of the mentors. So for the first level, the lowest level are mentors that unconsciously you absorb. So these would be the podcasts you listen to, the books you read, the, the news articles you read, the stuff that you see on TV. This is all the unconscious stuff that you're bringing in and they influence your thoughts and create your, your set points on the way you act. The second level is informal mentors. Now, these are the guys who could possibly be five years or more ahead of you that's going to help you out, give you the lay of land here or there. But make no mistake, after your chance meeting with them, or maybe it's a series, they don't really have skin in the game. They're here just to be a cool person and help you out. I think a lot of instances just in our Kui Facebook group club, it's a lot of good networking, but at the same time, it's a lot of informal networking and, and informal mentoring where you might just talk to one person and that's it. And that's why like the passive investor accelerator and masterminds, you're able to really get to know people. It becomes more of a reciprocal relationship. For the informal mentor, they're helping you out, but you know, they're not bought in as like the third level, which is more of a formal mentor where you're actually paying this person for their services. Or maybe you're not paying for their services, but they have skin in the game. This might be akin to like your children, right? Because if you screw up, they're probably going to come and mooch off your money. So you don't want that to happen. Where uh, being an informal mentor is kind of like your niece or nephew, you know, you don't really care if they run around in the restaurant. They're not yours. You just have to deal with them once in a while. The last level, the highest level is you kind of completing the circle of life and becoming a mentor of yourself and uh, paying it forward. So here's some environmental systems you can create for yourself. I bought this little habit board that hasn't come in the mail yet. So I'm excited to see if it works for me or not. But you build a habit and you put a push pin in the hole every day that you complete that task. And I think Jerry Seinfeld created this productivity hack where you don't break the chain. And it's your job to figure out what is this daily habit or hourly habit or whatever to do that's going to move you slowly towards your goals over the long term. And it could be something like you're going to do a set of abs at eight o'clock every day. 
or you're going to go to the gym every day, or some of you guys will brush your teeth every day. So this all goes down to the whole, there's very popular books. Benjamin Hardy wrote, Willpower Doesn't Work, The Power of Habit. Obviously, you guys know what that's all about, but you know you don't really need to read the books. Just trust me, the systems and creating your environment are very important because willpower is weak. We fall victim to what's easy and what's easy isn't typically aligned with what, the direction we'd like to head. So there's another book here by Gretchen Rubin, The Four Tendencies. She's got four types of people, the upholder, the rebel, the questioner, and the obliger. I think she has like a quick quiz on her website to quickly identify who you are, but I'll kind of go through these four categories. Upholder is the person who always follows the rules. And for someone who like myself, who is more of a questioner, I question everything. The upholders are really annoying to me because they are more about process than getting things done. The rebel is the person who always does the opposite of what everybody says and what society wants. And the obliger does things for other people instead of keeping things, doing things for themselves. So go back to the upholder, the person who follows the rules. So you create rules for yourself. That's a, a strategy for you. If you're a rebel or if you, you know, if your kids are rebel, right? You have them come to the conclusion that they should not eat candy. Let them say, well, do you want to have a sore stomach? Well, last time you had a sore stomach after you ate the candy, it's just kind of creating the fence around them and letting them make the decision for themselves. Because if you make the decision, you're going to go the opposite way. And we kind of do this in our ourselves unconsciously. The questioner is the person who questions things. So I would say myself being a questioner, I think what works a lot is understanding the why. Why am I doing this? Reconfirm what's the big picture here. And then the obliger person who wants to please other people. I think that one's the simplest. Like you set up calendars, invites with other people to set you on the right goals, the right thing. So you, know, you go to the gym with another person, you carpool with the person. That way, when you, you don't want to go to the gym, you don't want to let the other person down or yourself down. Rewards and penalties here are another way of strategizing to set yourself up for success. Some people respond more to the stick end, which is the penalty, getting hit. Some people respond more to setting up milestones and rewards. So you're kind of working towards milestones along the way and you give yourself maybe a treat here or maybe you buy yourself something or maybe you take yourself out to a massage. Michelangelo says here that I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. So he said this, if you think about the statue of the Michelangelo was this big marble block and it really wasn't anything until he removed the outer layer. And a lot of times it's just saying no can be the best thing. I mean, look in your life. Everybody's on demand for your time and energy. But if you're, especially if you're an obliger and you're trying to please everybody, you're going to be drained pretty quickly and you're not going to have any bandwidth to do anything that you wanted to do. So also beware of muster baiting. This is the person who says, I must do this. I must do that. I must. And also same time, look out for the shooting on yourself. So how do you deal with you're a muster baiter and a shooter? So use words that create possibility, ownership and forward momentum. So example, I'm choosing to take control of my financial freedom today, or I'm choosing to direct my money or I'm choosing to be more consistent with my motivation. It's funny, you watch a lot of people and you're very conscious to the words that they're choosing and the way they view the world. But to that person, it's their blind spot and it can often mean their downfall. And we are very blind to our own selves. Self-torture questions. 
if you're a person who beats yourself up, use what instead of why. Instead of why can't I be more consistent? Say, you know, what can I do to be more consistent? In a way, it's instead of arguing with yourself, try and be more collaborative with yourself and try and address the problem. The negative loops or belief you have uh, will get you. And um, the magic words that you can use are up until now. So you can use up until now, I thought, insert the negative loop or the self-torture phrase that you've been using for the longest time. So build goals and strategies, at least four steps and with the check-in points. And here's a little guide for, for the check-in points is, you know, set the timer for 20 to 40 minutes, get into the right state. Maybe you need to put on some nice music. Maybe you need a little wine, whatever floats your boat and get a pen, paper or on your computer, mobile device and a quiet space and yeah, check in on yourself and see how you're strategy is working and make sure you schedule these check-ins in the calendar if not i guarantee you it will not happen create a check-in schedule here i put two to four weeks as a recommendation but you know sometimes it may be more appropriate to do more of a quarterly check-in or half a year check-in but find something that's appropriate if you're signing up to do something every two weeks and every four weeks and you don't do it because it's impractical it's not the right check-in schedule for the right scope of the project or scope size then you're going to lose a lot of momentum and it's, it's kind of like, well, I'm going to go to the gym and do a thousand push-ups. Well, likely you're not going to do anything. Make the goal small and obtainable and then you'll get momentum on your side. And, you know, we have these strategies because Mike Tyson says everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. All right. The worksheet online is still open if you guys want to record some stuff on there. Hopefully you guys can get some good ideas and some other people's goals to, if you want to steal some of theirs. I have no problem with that. But that concludes our goals webinar this this year. Hope to see you guys out in Honolulu on February 14th to the 17th. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash hui3 to get involved with that. And also the Passive Investor Accelerator Mastermind. If you guys like this interaction, we kind of do this quite often. We do this every two weeks and uh, we pair up people and we get start to build the relationships that way and also the online community there. I hope you guys have a good 2020 and we'll post this on the website and the YouTube channel. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and review this on your own time and make sure you add more goals. My suggestion would be to make three to seven goals any more, it's just too much. You're going to get overwhelmed any less. You might get stalled on one of them. It's always good to have two or three that you can keep moving on. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you guys at the next investor letter meeting. Simplepassacashflow.com slash investor letter for that. And hopefully you guys have a good 2020. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.